I should not have done that. No, you're going to start uh, burping, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Damn it, Matthew McConaughey. I'm well, to the Always Never Write podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the actual fuck that happened, which I literally do on a, um, on almost a daily basis. And I'm the incredible Gina Biggs because I'm just feeling awfully fucking proud of myself tonight. So You should. You should always feel proud of yourself because, by God... You're more amazing. And people like you. I'm good enough. I'm You're smart, smart enough. enough. And doggone it. Darn it. People, people like, like you. me. Yes, that's exactly right. So as you know, we've kind of done some retooling of the podcast and we're focusing a lot on the dranky dranks. And yeah, I have to, I'm not even going to get into other stuff right now. I'm just going to go straight into the fucking drink because it is balls and our very own certifiable, I mean, certified mixologist, Jillian, created this recipe, and I'm in fucking love. I did. Holy hell. I'm glad you like it. So we're calling this, at this point, a blackberry bourbon tea tippler. Um, But the main reason I called it that is because we created this for another reason, and we needed to have a non-alcoholic version that we're calling a blackberry vanilla teetotaler. Uh, you know, whatever. What's wrong with you people? Just fucking <laughs> drink. You've met me. But I will say, there's a couple of things that I added to this. Like, all right. This is basically, it's bourbon, Earl Grey tea, blackberries, simple syrup. And if you choose, or if you can find it, because it's fucking amazing when you can... The St. George Spice Pear Liqueur. So it's super simple. You muddle the blackberries in simple syrup. You add the tea, the pear liqueur, and the bourbon. Boom. Done. But what I will say is for me, I used Angel's Envy Rye because it has these kind of tones of maple and oak and nutmeg, which add to the sort of complex flavors of the cocktail, which... As far as any basic bourbon, I think it's incredible. And then um, the next thing I added with the with the Earl Grey tea, the Earl Grey tea I love because it's kind of lavender, it's rosemary, it's rose blossom, it's bergamot. And with those flavors added to that kind of mapleiness of the bourbon, Oh my God, it just has these gorgeous, like explodes on your mouth with the sort of almost the sweetness of a tropical fruit in the most ripe way that it could possibly be. And it just, it expounds. I love the flavors of this. Uh, That description is why you're always, because my thought was... Oh, Angel's Envy Rye, which is what I used, by the way, tastes like brown sugar and blackberries make good cobbler and I'm going to drink a cobbler. (laughs) So that was pretty much the entirety of my thought process and putting it together. But it is amazing. And I do not have as sophisticated a palate, um, but 
I tell you what, it is so smooth and the oiliness of the Oral Grey or mm-hmm. Earl Grey, the kind of oily flavor of the Earl Grey kind of really blends in well with that whole in my head cobbler theme. <laughs> I think that's a good theme. And honestly, when I added to it, like this, the actual, like the garnish itself, which I put as a sprig of rosemary with like stabbed through a blackberry, I felt like having that in there with the smell of that, as you're scenting that when you're sipping, everybody knows that so much of your taste comes through your nose. Mm. So just scenting the, the scent of the rosemary, whether it's actually in the cocktail or not, adds such an amazing element to the cocktail that I, I feel like it just adds like layers onto it. I think it's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Now, I will admit, I even went specifically to the store to get blackberries and Earl Grey tea because I did not have. I did too. And I forgot to fucking get rosemary. So so I don't have that as my garnish, but I do have three blackberries and they're going to be very booze soaked blackberries at the end of the evening. And that's okay because then you just get extra shots when you eat them at the end. Here's the thing we're lucky about. So where we live. I don't know what the deal is, but for some reason, they use literal rosemary as, like, a shrub. Just <laughs> everywhere. It's, like, everywhere. It's in the middle of the road. Like, as you're driving down the road, the median is just covered in rosemary. Big, beautiful <laughs> rosemary bushes. So, when we moved in, and I noticed that our next-door neighbor had this freaking huge rosemary bush around his, like, as the around of his tree... I was like, oh, my God, how do I steal that when they were outside? (laughs) And I said something to him about his rosemary, and he's like, you can take it anytime you want. And I'm like, what? So anytime we make a cocktail with rosemary, I'm like, snap, snip, snip, fresh rosemary all over the place. And it's big. It's like a four-foot rosemary bush. It's ginormous. Oh, damn, nice. Rosemary grows here like lightning. Okay, so your new favorite neighbor, that's kick-ass. Yes, they're amazing. Mm. So I actually really love this. And we created this cocktail. I I took it as a riff off of a cocktail that I found online. And she's so kind saying we. It's all her doing. We all know. (laughs) And I added some things to it. I did want to add a little bit of club soda because I feel like especially on the the teetotaler version of this, which is basically the blackberries and the Earl Grey tea, but I'm adding a little bit of lime juice, maple syrup instead of like the bourbon because we still have the same flavors, right? Nice. A little bit of maple syrup or and some vanilla bean, cinnamon stick to muddle the blackberries. Muddle the blackberries with cinnamon stick and, instead of a muddler. You could do that even on the on the booze version and that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to make this again because uh, I still have a lot of Earl Grey tea. I keep mm-hmm. wanting to call it Earl Grey tea. Fuck it. I like I've, when you say oral. Yeah. I, I oral Roberts tea. And I can tell you about when I fell in the the baptismal pools at Oral Roberts. And you so know, I got baptized. I think that's a really phenomenal segue because I literally have been baptized um, on purpose 
in a, but, did you go on the river? No, but I, I'll actually tell like you about Billy my Bass, like, Take me to the river. No, but the water. I'll tell you my weird ass um, baptism story after you tell me your hilarious accidental baptism story. I think that's a Um, fabulous. I feel like we should hear yours first because then I can sing. As I went down to the river to pray. (laughs) Are you gonna sing with me? I was gonna, but I forgot the words all of a sudden. Something about the good old old days and and where the thorny crown of the Lord show me me the way. Oh, Oh, sinners, let's go down. Let's Let's go go down. down. Come on down. Come on, sinners, let's go down, down, down by the river to pray. Yeah, yeah we nailed like that, that song a lot because I really liked Oh Brother, Where Art Thou for the movie. It was such a good movie. Oh my gosh, it was. And the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. The, really good. I sang all those songs. Mm, I know. Oh my gosh. I have to, I have to ask John the Brit. I will come back to my baptism story in a second, but I got to ask John the Brit, if you can YouTube, there's an acapella group that does a a version of um, Man of Constant Sorrow that is just so mind-blowing. It is so many kinds of, what the fuck is the, the people that do the Christmas one, it's got the girl in it. Might need a touch more detail. Five bucks if I say acapella group with girl in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Acapella group with girl. It is called. Uh, I had to type girl and boy. Uh oh. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I found mine. What's yours? Google home free or go to YouTube and put in the search term man of constant sorrow, home free cover. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. I was. Oh my God. So in my search came up the swingle singers, the swingle (laughs) singers. My parents had like three of their albums. They were ridiculous. It was basically people pretending to be instruments and it was stupid and I hated it so much. Okay, well, there we go. Um, You need to to listen to something of the Swingle Singers because otherwise your life is not complete. I will. Anymore. Oh, yeah. Also, in other news. Okay, and then we'll come back to baptisms. I don't want to forget that thread. No, no, no. We got together to get back to that. So in other news, I was sitting out with Rexy today on her patio. We were talking about how you and I have decided that you are Judy Dench and I am Helen Mirren. And she had to figure out who she was. Uh-huh. And? The closest we could get for her was... The fuck is that lady's name? <laughs> Emma Thompson. Yes! Oh, my God. How did you know? Because I saw her posted on Facebook. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. It was Emma. I, 
Yeah, I was trying to be all sly and pretend I didn't know, but I totally fucking knew. I suck at this game. I didn't know she posted on Facebook because I've been off Facebook for 30 days because those people are fucking crazy. Yep. Not going to lie. We are. I can't even deal. I can't even deal right now. I might come back on next week. Okay. There we go. We'll see. um, Okay, so, but yes, Emma Thompson is amazeballs and i think that's kind of a good call out although she's not weird enough for i think she should be like helena bonham carter she's old (laughs) have you seen enola holmes on netflix oh fucking watch it and watch it with millie since millie looks just like her they're pretty much the same person it is amazing and we really enjoyed it good well, don't watch The Witches on HBO. Because I, that is one motherfucking train wreck of a what the fuck happened to Roald Dahl. Okay, you know what? I remember watching the original with Angelica Houston and totally going, what the hell? I'm I'm, I'm hurt psychically. I, I didn't watch the original. Oh. And perhaps I should. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Roald Dahl in lots of his other shows, especially James and the Giant Peach, which I must have read probably 60 times. That was awesome. But this bullshit was fantastically tragic. And like, what the actual fuck is happening to you people? Anne Hathaway, what were you thinking? I used to love you so much. And it looks like she is doing the Angelica Houston role, which she is the Angelica Houston role, which is a hard role to do. What? But it, oh, my God, I can't watch the remake because the original was so traumatizing. And I was old when I watched the original. You absolutely need to watch this because this will traumatize you much, much further. <laughs> So good for your heart. (laughs) Yes, because, you know, why not? Why not just completely? When did the original? Oh, 1990. So I was an adult when the first one came out. Yeah. Well, I became adult that year. I watched the Angelica Houston version. I'm pretty sure because I loved the the book. Mm. You know, but this was like, Holy fuck on a total different level. Wow. This is this is like the Tom Cruise version of the Angelic <clears throat> the Angelica Houston. There's World lots Dahl. of lots of running and crazy ass stunts. That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay, good to know. Horrible and horrible crazy ass stunts where like people's heads blow up and shit. Angelica Houston didn't blow up nearly enough people's heads. In no, the original. No. Well, it's incredibly horrible. And uh, first of all, the costumes were amazing. And there were so many things about it that I loved. And at the same time, there were so many things about it that it was like, what the actual fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But, you know, I I go back and forth between Roald Dahl Rolled doll. Sorry, I did that in the wrong order with the D. Um, completely and utterly getting kids and completely and utterly hating kids. And I can't decide where to land. I think he mostly hated them. I think he must have. Yeah. So 
I think his life must have sucked rocks. Must have. But I think his imagination saved him. True. Whoa. Well, sorry. Okay. I think what was that? I, it was my keyboard. Oh. <laughs> you scared the I, shit I think out his me. imagination saved him. Uh, there we go. You know, that's a very optimistic way to look at things. I like that. I think I tend to be kind of optimistic, which sucks, because that's why I've been crying since last Thursday. Oh, I know. Okay, so for I'll the listeners. I'll talk listener, about that in just a minute. Yeah. For the listeners, I cut so much bawling out of last week's episode. <laughs> was such a whiner. <laughs> you weren't a whiner. You were just... So you are crying for joy in how the, the world is, is changing. Though, I've been, I've been so sad. I've been so sad because here comes more crying. Get ready. Okay. And then we got to come back to the fucking baptisms. Cause yeah, the oral Roberts was fucking hilarious and we cannot deny our listeners oral <laughs> Roberts. I agree. Accidental baptism. All right. So, We'll come back to the baptisms, but I do have to say that the one thing that has devastated me lately is that there are so many people out there who are trying to be better Mm. and other people who aren't letting them. Yeah. What the fuck is with that? And the world just completely shitting on people who are amazing. Yeah. That is like devastating I right now to you. in Kansas who is running, who is working so hard. And she is such a beautiful person. And she's working so, yeah, she's working mm-hmm. so hard to run for the Kansas House seat. And she's Mm. probably not going to win because the polls say that she's behind. But she is the person who truly cares. For her, it's not about power. For her, it's not about getting control of anything or, you know, making sure that she gets recognition for anything. She truly and honestly wants to make sure that people are heard and that single mothers are heard and that kids who are abused are heard. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She truly believes in making sure that those people have a voice and that's her... That's her world is trying to make this world better. Now, and I know it's stupid for me to get all choked up about it, but there are other people, there are other people out there who are just like, what the fuck, man, I'm going to try and do this. And then my friends can make money and we can get whatever. Mm. But there are people like M who want genuinely want to actually help the world. And I know. How, how can that not flourish? I know. I 
No, I, I'm totally with you. I, she it should. actually made and me she so happy when that the duo that are running for Utah governor. Huh? Did you hear about this? No. So both of the people, both of the candidates running for Utah governor came out and they were like, you know what? He's a good guy. Oh, my God. too, but he's a good guy. And we're both trying to do the best we can. And we're trying different ways. We both have different ideas about the way we want things to be. But he's actually a good person. And I'm a good person, too. They did these ads together where they talked about how we don't have to be enemies. We don't have to be against each other. And we don't have to be, like, horrible Horrible people. Person <laughs> hates this person hates puppies and he kicks them, you know. But uh, this, this other two people in Utah, the governor candidates, they're like, he's a good person. He he tries hard. He wants the best for everybody. And, and I, we have different ideas about how that works, but he really tries. And Mm. they had this series of ads where they both talked about how this other guy, he doesn't suck. I don't suck too, but he also doesn't suck. So let's try hard to be kind. Uh. And that's the kind of thing that right now is killing me. It's making me so sad because this is how it should be. And why can't it be like that? Oh, you're you're exactly right. I used to be much more politically involved, and I can't. I was too. I can't. You know, I think there are people out there who are willing to say, "Let's not. Let's not be divisive. Let's not be horrible to one another. Let's figure out a middle ground." And we're, that's what needs to happen. And for our listeners, we are recording this the Sunday before election. <laughs> and for those of you in other countries, you know, the U.S. election is a pretty big deal for us. And it may not be that big a deal for you, but it actually does have implications that sort of ripple throughout the world. Yeah. And, and I hope whatever the outcome is, I hope and pray we can live with it. We can deal with it and we can move forward as a country because we need to. Well, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, and right. she's the optimist. <laughs> no way. I'm yeah. the optimist. Get off my territory. Am I the optimist? I feel like I'm the optimist. I mean, like, no, I'm the realist, but that's just the way things are. This is like whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Earlier you were calling yourself the optimist, so I just had to bring it around full circle. I, I am an I am an optimist. I don't know that I'm the optimist in our relationship. You're kind True. of Pollyanna. I am the fucking Pollyanna. So yeah. Anyway, so moving on. La da da. Let's move forward. So let's go back to the baptisms because there's some funny yes. shit there. Okay. So my baptism. Picture it. Summer, 1972. 1972. Picture it. So the church my parents um, had me baptized in was the one that my dad went to when he was growing up, which, cute story, another aside, 
my dad used to play organ for that church. And oh, that's your dad's organ church. Oh, that's my. I know, and he used to. I love this story. The story's so cute. He used to play organ in this church, and that was back in the era of Elvis. And Elvis, for those who don't know, used to wear pink socks back in the day. So my dad, when he would play organ, and you have to work the foot pedals, my dad would wear pink socks and he'd kick his shoes off so that everyone in the congregation could see his pink socks while he he worked the foot pedals. And my dad was really freaking adorable in the 50s. He was really tall, muscular, blonde, blue-eyed, long-legged, and all the little old ladies in this church just thought he was fucking adorable. Your dad was adorable in the all the numbers. He was. He was just adorable. He was, but mom actually, she thinks a lot of little old ladies in that area of the state got really pissed at her when, because when he got married, he quit playing organ at the church and mom busted. I know. So a lot of little old ladies were mad at my mother in 1958. So not going to lie. Anyway. We always used to joke that someday a car full of little old ladies would pull up and go, hello, would you like some cookies, little boy? And dad would go Play into the backseat of the car and we'd never see him again. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so he were like, yes, I'd love some cookies, nice lady. And then bye, dad. Um, but yeah, he used to play organ at that church. So that's the church I got baptized in coming back around. Sorry, I, I tended. I was so much information about that. I Garrison Keeler level dive. That was oh my god, that was Garrison Keeler. Thank we'll have you. To tag him in this episode. We will. Oh. All right. All right. Let's talk about baptism. Let's talk about baptism. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the baptism and water that can be. Let's talk about. God, baby. (laughs) You really took that into weirdly unexpected places. Yeah, well, I was trying to rhyme things and it didn't rhyme. Yeah, so anyway, back to my moment of joy. So um, Let's start with you. Let's start with you because you are the most important one. And mine (laughs) is not legit. All about me. It's about me. I'm a youngest child. Me, 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 oh me, me, me. Oh my me, God, me. it's about you so much. So much. So um, it was a low key baptism with just a few people, just immediate family. I mean, not even grandparents were there. It was mom, dad, my sisters, and my brother. That was it. And the minister, of course. And they went up to the front of the church and. Um, we're doing like the little ceremony and he dipped the water in the font and put it on my forehead because what happens it was a, when that happens? What what did they put on your what did they put on your head? Um just water. It was a Lutheran church, so it wasn't the whole Catholicism. So, Lutheran is basically Catholic light, but also Catholic heavy. Right. It's it's more, it's closer on this it's further on the spectrum than Methodist, but not as far on the spectrum as Catholic. Okay, but it's in there. It's in there. It's so, in the middle. So the thing that they put on your head was stuck in the middle of... with God. <laughs> okay, thank so you. The water of what? It was holy water. 
holy water, which is what? Um, basically water that's been blessed by the, um, you know, the priest the, minister. This, this is your, this is your baptism stuff. Right. Right. right so cool. I mean, Catholics right, say ch- I'm just checking because Unitarians don't have that. Oh, no problem. I, I, I am here to help educate. Thank you. Um, no problem. But the Lutherans are just water. Methodists are just water, which is what I am now. Um, Catholics do waters, oils, all kinds of stuff. Why do they do oil? What would the oil do versus the water? Oh, there is a lot of... Um, it's uh, like it's more moisturizing. Like you can rub it in and treat your skin. It gets your skin. like gets rid of acne better. So No, I'm kidding. It's, it does, well, no, but it kind of does. And then like you can rub in your... If you got like, if you're like a little ashy... <laughs> Okay, it's not Ash Wednesday, but I see where you're going with that. Catholics use a lot more oils and stuff because consecrated oils are also consecrated in the Catholic tradition. So it's not only waters, it's oils. They're part of the sacred rites. Why? Um, Because there's a lot of talk about different consecrated oils in the in the New Testament. Okay, why? Um, I I you'd have to ask John Paul. George and, <laughs> and Ringo about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, you say John Paul, George, and Ringo because yes, I had to. No, but you'd um, it's it's, it's a biblical first, thing. You guys are welcome to weigh in on this because I literally, <laughs> and I'm not being facetious in any way, and I'm not trying to be um ignorant. I'm not, and I literally want to know about this. I grew up in a religion that doesn't understand, like, we don't know the Catholic doctrine. Um, so all of these pieces of it are kind of new to me. So what's the difference between Catholic holy oil and holy water? I've heard of holy water before, like in the exorcism, like flinging the holy water on the girl, but what's a holy oil? And I feel like holy holy oil is more most moisturizing. So why wouldn't they just like smear that on her and like make it stay on her? It uh, seems like that's a better thing. It's, uh, no, it's more clingy. I'm not theologian. I know the Protestant Church. We focus a lot more on, um, you know, Saint John the Baptist baptized Jesus in water. <laughs> So we focus more on the water. Um, Catholicism, there's a lot more with the oils and stuff. There are, uh, because of the uh, myrrh, you know, the um, uh, gifts that were brought to the baby Jesus when he was born, one of them was myrrh. That's an oil. I think that's part of where it comes in. I did always wonder about that because I thought myrrh was like those little chunks of stuff, like frankincense. I know it was chunks. I thought myrrh was chunks. Myrrh's an oil. There you go. You learned something. So there we go. I did learn something. I thought. Yeah. You're there. So anyway. (laughs) So yeah. But no. Do at her. At her in particular. Go at Jill. You ignorant slut. Sorry. I had to go back to (laughs) SNL. Screw you guys. I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. Okay. So here's the thing. We went from SNL to South Park. That was a hell of a... It was a good jump, though. It was. I'm right, very impressed. So you finish your mm. story, and then I'll tell mine. Okay. So being baptized in the Lutheran Church, the minister dips his hand in the baptismal font, which is full of holy water, which has been blessed by the officiant. And he... Um, 
dips his hand in there and puts his hand on my forehead and says, basically, let the light of God shine down upon thee. And at that moment, it had been a really rainy day, but at that moment, the sun broke through the clouds and went straight through the stained glass window, and my head exploded in rainbows. And my mom was like, oh, the way my mom says it is, I almost rolled down the aisle when that happened. And I'm like, oh, so I'm special, because, you know, that fed into my whole youngest child, a special thing immensely and that's why i'm so insufferable today of course now tell your baptism story because it cracks me the fuck up (laughs) so we lived in tulsa oklahoma (laughs) which is a beautiful town by the way it is beautiful we can go there anytime you want i Um, love tulsa has oral roberts university And Oral Roberts has these seven baptismal pools out on their campus. And they're gorgeous. And it's a lovely campus. It really is. So my parents used to like to take people out to their campus. Just because, like, I don't know if they're like... (laughs) Look what the heathens believe. I I don't know what they were thinking. They appreciated good architecture. Well, that's probably partly true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was lovely. And they had this huge prayer tower that, like, I remember being up in the prayer tower. And, like, you're up in this, like, tall, it's like, I want to say it's like a tall speaker. So, like, you're up in this, like, there's these sort of spires. And then you're, like, in this observation deck. And you listen to, like, a phone. And it's like a speaker. So, to me, it was like a tall speaker. But. <laughs> Out in front of that are these seven baptismal pools. And we, my parents and me, because I was an only child at that point, my parents and me and our friends are walking along and I tripped. I was walking along the very edge of like the baptismal pools on my right. So you would have been like four or something. Yeah, like four or five tops tops um the baptismal pools on my right the basically the dirt's on my left (laughs) i'm walking along the edge trying to like file a line you know feet 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 (laughs) heel to toe so i'm walking along the line of the baptismal between the like there's like little bit of grass between the baptismal pool and the I don't know, like, it's sort of a gravel area. Hmm. So I'm walking along this line, heel toe, heel toe. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I'm less than five years old. It might have been, like, four and a half, maybe four. Heel toe, heel toe, and something happens, and I tripped, and I f- fell into <laughs> the baptismal pool. So here I am, the baptismal pool is about four feet deep, which isn't super deep, right? Like an adult could stand up in there, no problem. But taller than you. Definitely taller than me at four feet, you know, at I'm four years old ish. (laughs) So I was not super, I wasn't super tall. (laughs) And we get there. I'm in this pool 
I literally remember laying on the bottom of the pool, looking up, seeing people. I remember seeing people. The people I was seeing was my dad and our friend Bill. So um, you point, sank to the bottom of holy water. Yeah, well, that's... Because it went, tap it down, tap it down. Like a stone, like a stone. <laughs> I'm teasing. So I'm you. there like glub, 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 <laughs> like trying to figure out what the fuck. I couldn't swim because I'm four. Fair. And my dad and Bill are looking in and I can remember seeing them looking over me. And what I didn't know is at this point, Bill is saying to my dad, can she swim? And my dad's all, I don't really think so. <laughs> <laughs> So my dad is like, do you think I should jump in with my sandals on or should I take my sandals off? Well, please tell me you had socks on with the sandals. No, uh, no, just sandals. So your dad was was trying to decide shoes on, shoes off. And Bill's like, I don't really know, but I feel like you should get in there anyway. (laughs) So at some point my dad did get in jumped in, picked me up. I like, well, because, <laughs> you know, no air underwater kind of thing. But Taught me how that works. It all worked out. <laughs> and I basically got baptized at Oral Roberts University. By accident. Sort of by accident, right? But I feel like it counts. So I feel like you can count it as an on purpose if so, you want. You can count it as an accident if you want. Um, so as a Unitarian, all your bets are fucking hedged. I think that's true. Well, Unitarians don't baptize because it's not a thing we do. No. But what we do is say, hey, man, are you going to be a good person? And we're like, yup. And then they're like, cool. So that's (laughs) done, too. Plus, I'm a legacy Unitarian, which is very, very unusual. That's a good point. Usually, Unitarians are first generation. Most Unitarians at this point are converts. That's funny. So. So we're kind of talking about politics. Yeah. We're kind of talking about religion. Oh, all the stuff you're not supposed to. Yeah, all the stuff you're not supposed to talk about in an interview. But now I am Oral Roberts University baptized. So I'm super (laughs) Christian, (laughs) baptized. And apparently I can play like planes and shit. What? (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, because... If you look on the Oral Roberts University thing of, like, shit they can do, flying planes is one of them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Holy shit. I love it. All righty then. And I think uh, that's a good place to wind it up, isn't it? (laughs) I totally agree. So, overall... Flying Planes is a great place to end this. And we totally regroup this. 
in general, tonight's topic, the drink during each drink can be found on alwaysnumberate.com. Eventually, like, actually when I get, when I get around to posting it. (laughs) It takes me a couple minutes. So, alwaysnumberate.com. If you have something you would like to hear or a cocktail you'd like us to try, please post it to us. Please send it to us. We have a million and 77, 1 million plus 77 <laughs> social media presences. So contact us on our website. Oh, and if you hate the way we've revamped this, that's cool. Let us know. If you like it, also cool. Let us know. We're kind of desperate for feedback. So in general, whatever, like, let us just fucking let us know. We just really want to know what you think. Um, not that we super care because we're going to do whatever we want, but, (laughs) but we would like to know what you think because that would help be helpful and help us steer. So Gina, Wait, wait. I'm the youngest child. I'm the fucking needy one, not you. True. Just want to clarify. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this has been another holy shit, what the Super fuck are they on about episode of Always. Never. Right. And I got that in the wrong order because I'm not always. We no. all know this. No, I'm always, and I'm Jill. And I'm Never, and I'm Gina. We. This is the way. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for making us a part of your week. We'll talk more next week, middles. I've spoken. (laughs) Yeah, we went from Mandalorian to Mammy Yoakum. I'll take it. I love the Mandalorian so much. Me too. Anyway, (laughs) thank you once again for joining us on the Podfix Network, middles. And don't worry about us. I swear we're okay. I really don't know at this point. They're <laughs> not. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.